You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your speakers or headphones or earbuds or AirPods, I guess. I hate calling them that. So I probably won't do it again. Anyway, all of it, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. And coming at you late on a Thursday night, just riding the wave of seeing Kawhi Leonard in public. Because, oh my God, Kawhi. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was just as bad as everyone else on Twitter making those Kawhi jokes, but, um, he was inspiring, I guess, because the Blue Jays eventually won. Um, they should have, they should have had it just, just the way they actually got some hitting tonight, which I, I think we're going to focus on the hitting and then, uh, tomorrow for Fan Friday, I, I'm not sure where exactly we're going to go. I, it might be a doubleheader on Friday. Just that's the way I'm feeling. Because I think we can do a discussion about the pitching and then tee up the Boston series as well. Because those two are going to be similar. And then, of course, I want to get into your thoughts on whatever topic is at hand had a lot of great interactions tonight too. So thank you all for that. And yeah, um, I think I know I want to focus on the hitting tonight because obviously there were some great storylines for the batters tonight. And I'm I'm gonna do it the reverse of what I usually do. I'm gonna I'm going to focus on the positive first, and then we're going to have a discussion about the negative after. So let's look at the positives. Um, First of all, welcome back, Billy McKinney. Um, The walk-off shot in the 10th, first at bat since being called up to replace Justin Smoke on the roster. And I mean, what? What else can you ask for in that situation? McKinney had been waiting and waiting. All these lefties that the Angels were throwing out, they weren't going to give him a shot. And he finally gets in and takes a pretty good pitcher deep. Ty Buttry has been very effective this season for the Angels, one of their best relievers. And, And McKinney just cranked him. So... That was such a good sight. The Gatorade bath for a guy who just came back is huge. I I don't think I've ever seen anyone as gleeful, like in in just trying to hide it and and kind of feeling as when I saw Rowdy Telez just like circling around McKinney like oh this is gonna be good, like you could just see that grin grin creeping on his face. And then of course he um. Wasn't very accurate on the first go, but then um, uh, I think it was Hernandez and Guriel had the second patch just waiting for him. Uh, that's that's that is how you get the the kill and dodgeball coming coming with two of them and then <laughs> getting your target. So 
again, very happy that McKinney had that moment in, in a season that's been pretty tough. I mean, he had to go back down to Buffalo and it may be another instance of these guys just getting that reset and coming back stronger for it. Um, Charlie Montoyo said Brandon Drury may get the same, the same treatment. He might be the option player when Justin Smoke comes back, which I actually had to double check, see if Drury could do that. Cause like he's been in the league since 2015, but um, Tammy Rainey on Twitter at Tammy underscore Beth correctly noted that Drury does have an option because he was never sent down in 2017 when he was with Arizona. Um, so he does have a year left. So the Blue Jays can send him to Buffalo, let him rediscover his swing, I guess, much like a lot of these Blue Jays batters have had to do so far this season. I mean, obviously the biggest beneficiary of that Buffalo reset has been Lourdes Gurriel Jr. He had a huge night tonight, three for five, triple short of the cycle, um, scored twice, just just looking very comfortable at the plate. His swing is looking so much better. His pitching eye has been much better. He's not taking crazy swings all of the time. He's taking the occasional crazy swing, but he's young, so that's fine. But he looks more comfortable at the plate, and we're seeing more results out of him. And that's, again, a huge boost for the future aspects of the Blue Jays, which, I mean, everyone was feeling bleak about it, the way Gurriel was struggling, the way Teoscar Hernandez was struggling, the way Drury and McKinney were struggling. Just I've seen enough people being like, oh, that Jay Hap trade was so terrible. Like, it it got the Blue Jays two depth pieces. Like, Socrates Brito would still be on this team without Billy McKinney and Brandon Drury. So, I am not going to go that far. Could they have gotten more? Maybe. But the Yankees weren't going to give it. They weren't going to give Clint Frazier, which sucks, because now they're going to use Clint Frazier to get a freaking ace. And if it's Strowman, I'm not going to be happy, even with Clint Frazier coming to Toronto, because I I really don't want Marcus Strowman to be traded. I think I have said that enough on this podcast, that Marcus Strowman should not be traded, that he should be given a freaking extension. But anyway, this is not about Marcus Stroman today. This is about celebrating a win for the offense, and the key to that was nerd power himself, Eric Sogard. Three for three, five for five, getting on base. He is now hitting back above 300. The Blue Jays have a 300 hitter. That is amazing, considering how bad this team has been at hitting. But he was the one who got the Blue Jays out to that fast start. Obviously, with a double, he hit off Suarez. And then the home run, he hit off Suarez. But the Blue Jays broadcast made a note of showing Sogard going down the lineup, telling everyone what he saw from Suarez, what tips he could give to get hits off the rookie. And the Blue Jays responded with eight hits off him and and building that five five runs to give Clayton Richard something to work with. And and Richard did leave with with a chance 
to get the win, but obviously didn't work out. Derek Law couldn't get a batter out. Um, and then, you know, that he, uh, situation in the seventh, it was amazing. They only gave up one run there. Credit to Daniel Hudson, I guess, but, um, no, just Sogard is so smart and he does so many of the intangible things that are good in baseball and that young players need to learn about hustling on every play, about breaking up a double play ball, avoiding getting into that situation where you cost your team two outs. It's gotten to the point where I thought maybe Eric Sogard was making himself into a trade chip for the Blue Jays, and now it's like, can you trade Freddie Galvis instead? I want Sogard here. And like, I want him to give that info to Bo Bichette. I want him to give that info to Anthony Alford. I want Sogard to be a mentor. Like, It's clear that Eric Sogard is going to be a manager at some point. Like, He has the smarts. He has the ability to study the game. He has the ability to see things. So if he wants, he can definitely get a managerial job. I mean, can't be that hard. But just having someone like that around. And I like Freddie Galvis is good for the clubhouse too. And and he's helping the infielders as well. We've seen him work with Vlad Jr. But just Sogard does so many things that are beneficial to this team. He gets on base. He hustles. He plays multiple positions. His his ability to read the game is unparalleled. That I would prefer to see him here for the long term. And I know this is this is Kawasaki fandom all over again. I said that earlier in the season, but Kawasaki obviously didn't have this kind of brain for the game and could not share these kind of experiences, but I don't know. It's just nice. It's just nice having Sogard there and, and having that spark of positivity in the lineup on a consistent basis and, and knowing that you're going to get a good effort from Eric Sogard every night may not always be the best effort because he's not that good. Let's, let's not get that twisted. There's a reason he was on a minor league deal in the off season, but he he does so many things that good players need to take forward in their careers. So hopefully he, he gets a chance to continue to dish that kind of advice. So um, we're going to talk about the negative right after this. But um, just a reminder, NBA draft was tonight. Um, four Canadians in the first round. Still don't know who the Raptors are going to add because they pick 59th out of 60. Kind of hoping for Lindell Wigginton because he's the Dartmouth boy. So maybe Toronto will get him. But if you want all the info on the NBA draft, check out Locked on NBA Draft. They have local experts breaking down every team. They have Jeremy Wu of SI.com with his own player breakdowns. And Josh Lloyd of Locked on Fantasy Basketball breaking down what you need to know for your fantasy team. It's all at Locked On NBA, so check it out if you want. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we're back. Still 
drinking my Georgian Bay gin smash, which thank you, random NSLC person, for turning me on to this because this is awesome. It's like minty and citrusy and good. And yeah, so been been going at that. It's been nice. Um, what hasn't been nice is what has happened to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And it is something we do need to talk about right now because uh, he had a he had a terrible game tonight, um, both in the field and at the plate. Um, picked up his sixth error. Um, sorry, seventh error. Yeesh. Um, seventh error in 38 games for Vladdy Jr. Clearly had problems handling a couple of grounders. And at the plate, uh, it was bad. 0 for 4. Seven stranded runners, grounded into double plays, had the one walk, but it just continues a slide for him that all started when he took that plunk off his hand when Garrett Cole with the freaking 2400 revolutions per second on his on his pitches just got him in the hand. And since then, he has not been good. He He does not look like he's going full speed. He does not look like he's able to catch up to major league pitching. And I I know that he's the big draw. He's the reason fans go to games when Marcus Stroman isn't pitching. He's, He's the person that gives Blue Jays fans hope for the future, that they have their own Mike Trout, who can burn other teams the way Trout burn the Blue Jays during this series, or I guess Luis Rangifo burned the Blue Jays this series. Seriously. X-rays. I don't I don't understand it. But Rangifo was just on everything. Anyway. Sending Vladimir Guerrero Jr. out there consistently if he's not well is counterproductive to what you want him to be in the future. And I understand that attendance is bad. And I understand you want to put an entertaining product out there, but how is Vlad Jr. going to be entertaining if he can't actually hit the ball? Like... That that seems to be counterproductive to why you want him out there. You don't want Vlad Jr. out there going 0 for 4. You want him out there being able to mash the ball. And he's done that like once since the coal plunking. And I know they said, oh, it's a contusion. You'll be fine. That hurts. Like, I still have a freaking bruise on my leg from like two weeks ago when I took a grounder off my shin playing softball. You're, you cannot tell me that Flat Jr. is fine. You cannot tell me that he is out there giving 100% because 100% off a, off a pitch off his hand is going to hurt so bad, especially for a 20-year-old. Like... You cannot tell me it's it's sound logic to keep putting him out there like this. And I I I will miss seeing Vlad Jr., but he needs some days off. Or or what he should have probably had, which was an IL stint and call up Richard Urania. But 
I don't know. The Blue Jays front office smarter than this girl. So, I mean, it it won't make sound financial sense, I guess, to sit flat. But it's what he needs. He needs to sit. He needs to heal. He needs to be able to be 100% to continue to grow. Sending him out there with this ailment that is clearly affecting him. Everyone can see it. We're not blind. So sending him out there repeatedly is just asking for trouble. And the Blue Jays are not in a position to court trouble with any of their young prospects. So I don't understand it. Give him a break, especially against Boston. Like Boston and the Yankees. This is going to be really fun the next week. So hopefully I can be better at softball and, you know, have that going for me. But it's clear he needs a rest. So give him the rest. And Blue Jays fans will understand. You can announce it beforehand. It won't be like a Victoria Day when everyone's like, you sat him. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Who are we going to watch? It's not going to be like that. I swear. Just say, his hand hurts. We're giving him a break. People will understand. So do it. No reason not to do it. So that's that's it. That's the negative for the Blue Jays offense today. Um, We'll probably talk more about the pitching tomorrow. And of course, Blue Jays Fan Friday is tomorrow. So if you are interested in getting involved in the podcast, and I know um, I did pick up some followers this week um, following uh, the uh, the Burning the Mask episode. So if you want to get involved, um, do like they did. Follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. Um, you can follow the podcast at LockedOnJays on Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, um, those standard social media places. Um, And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. You can do so on Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts with a subscribe button, you can get Locked on Jays. So do that. Leave a review if you want. I mean, be nice. Not saying you have to. But it'd be nice. So, yeah, I look forward to talking to you all. Well, for me, it's technically later today. I guess from Eastern Canada, it's going to be later today because this is a late one. But we will talk a fair amount tomorrow, I am sure. So, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jsrunningcouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.